you're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hi, guys. So happy you're here with me as we do an E&M backstory to the book, The Enneagram and Marriage. So excited. The book released. I was even more excited this morning, a week later, to find it at the number one Christian marriage release still. And it had hovered through the midweek. And I was like going to look at reviews. And I was so happy. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, thank you for sharing it. That's what's really happening is you guys are telling others about it. And it makes me so glad because as I think you saw on the pages of the book, this is where I meet my heart is in writing. It is hard for me, even as I speak now, to really share from the heart space. Right now I'm like, I've got to make sure I share what I need to share in my head and it's coming from my heart. But when I'm on the pages of a book, I can take my time. I can write. I did take my time several years of putting the materials together and then another year to write it and for Baker Books to pick at it with me so that we can make it as excellent as possible for you. And so I just want to spend some time with it with you. And I'm really glad that you are enjoying doing that and feeling that with me. And I've been hearing that you're feeling like, oh, this isn't like a lot of the other Enneagram books because we are richly talking through story together. So I'm so glad. And I want to make today a little bit of the backstory about some of the reasons why I think we get stuck in our issues so that when you're talking it out with your spouse, you can start off some of your book Enneagram in marriage conversations with some richness around why do we struggle to come out of our vices and into virtue together in marriage, not just individually, but why is it hard in relationship to do that? And I'm going to have Wes on for a bit of storytelling today too, so that you can hear even the ways that I might even disagree with him about what some of the reasons were for me struggling in my vice on our very first introduction story about the Beehive Mountain. So if you're familiar with that story already, you're like, oh yeah, I've got that one, but if not, that uh, you'll hear Wes talk all about it. But it's basically uh, a moment where I was really struggling with the vice of overdoing. I was really grieving my parents and I was thinking about them in all of the richness of how they met. And I was truly finding all the old special places that they had met in Boston. And I was like, oh, I'm just thinking about my dad writing this poem about my mom and how she was just striking to him and how she was pushing her books away that she had carefully placed on the bus uh, at the train station there because uh, they had buses and trains. And she was just like, oh, I'm going to move that C.S. Lewis book, you know, and kind of look that vibe. And she was sneaky. And so just kind of reading their backstory and noticing all the things they were doing made me realize like how much I miss them. And so I'm just in this motif of like busy family, keeping me on the go, mom life, I'm sure many of you can relate, parent life just in general isn't an easy space to work on your vices from. So already we have the backstory of, you know, big issues happening, unprocessed family time, and then add to that type seven whose positivity triad. And you'll hear more about that in my book if you haven't yet, but just 
your issues, thinking about your marriage, yourself, your issues, when you're in these busy seasons of life, there's a lot of reasons that are almost like placeholders as to why your vice gets stuck. And I think of it almost like, I know you guys probably have seen The Wizard of Oz when she's finally getting lift off from her uh, understanding, when she's finally like, oh, I get it. Maybe I know my Enneagram type or in her case, it was, I realized this, you know, wisdom about what, what I already have and appreciating it. And, and yet she's trying to get lift off to go somewhere now that she has come into her virtue. She literally wants to rise up and she can't go anywhere because there's so many strings attached. And that's how it felt for me at the beginning of doing my Enneagram work was like, oh, there's this awareness of, oh yeah, you've named it. Compassion starting to develop. But even trying to do the liftoff and the work is really hard. So I felt very tethered to, yes, I get it on paper, why I'm this personality. And you're probably saying that too, if you're newer to the Enneagram. And if you've been working with this system for a while, you also know there's strings attached that are not just personal to you or from like we usually say in Enneagram world, we say like defense patterns from your family and parents of origin but also from your spouse and your family now. So think about that as Wes is sharing too, but um, understand that I also have to look at not just the family dynamics because that's going to be there, but also still, Krista, what can you do to lift up out of that so that it's not as heartbreaking or so that it's not as devastating to you to be stuck in your defense strategies. So that's how I want you to look at your whole uh, you know, walk as you're going through the book to be able to say, okay, so... I'm finding who I am. I'm learning my type or relearning it or just digging deep. What I don't want to do is just get the awareness. I want to bring myself into these practices so that I can put it on, notice this struggle, notice the strings pulling me back where I was, and then slowly but surely look for ways to cut literally cut those unhealthy defense strategies out. So the story we share. I did get to cut some of them out. Frankly, I still struggle with some of them, but I, I've i definitely worked on it a lot and I feel more comfortable asking for help and being more honest with my emotions, especially in writing. So if you ever email me or you ever talk to me, like I take time with that because it's very hard for me to connect with emotions otherwise, but, um, but I'm trying and I'm doing my work and I hope you are too, because it's so worthy to be able to meet people's hearts and love your family well, and not just slip back into your old pattern. So just keep that grace in mind, even as you allow yourself to come into the realization of that fundamental attribution error. Like I make mistakes too. And Chris is going to model this for me, but she's also going to say it's complex because, you know, there are things that even in my story, I was grieving and, uh, you know, it wasn't easy to get away to process emotions. There's that mom guilt overlay of like, oh, I'm on vacation. I'm not working. I should just be present. And so I'm like, oh, I'll power through with my seven defense strategies. And, um, yeah, that did not work very well, but it worked, but it could have cost us more as you'll see. So I'll let Wes chat in just a minute. The only other backstory caveat is that I really appreciate that you guys have been such great uh, and also vulnerable people in our Enneagram and Marriage Facebook group, on the Instagram page, in the interviews we've done on this podcast, in my counseling or coaching sessions over the last two decades. Just none of this would be possible if 
I was just doing this work in a vacuum, but for you guys to be so vulnerable and admit your pain and your stories and the things you slip back into, that just makes me want to be like, yes, I mess up too. I still mess up. And even this weekend, um, I felt it sometimes I'd be like, okay, I feel my seven wanting to pull me away when we were celebrating Hannah's 18th birthday. And I got to do, um, a lot of zip lining and, um, Wes didn't even get to zip line, which was so cray cray, but he hurt his back. And so I ended up taking all the kids zip lining me and the, um, yeah, there was eight kids. So we just went on all these 10 different courses and it was so much fun, but it was crazy because I wasn't even going to go. And then I had a time with God in prayer and I had to actually work out of my vice of, okay, Krista, you are going to be bored in your seven if you're sitting there tethered. And that probably means you're actually afraid deep down, but I'm, I'm more connected with it on a board level. I'm like, I don't want to zip line. I don't want to be stuck for, um, you know, all this machinery on me and equipment. <laughs> so then I was like, give that up, girl. This is her 18th birthday. These people have begged you. They've done so much for you over the years. Love them and do this for them. And then, of course, that morning, Wes is like, I'm not going. I hurt my back. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I'm going to be on 10 different trees with nine kids. And it was so much fun. Not like my thing, because as you heard me say, I'm tethered. But like, of course, going across the ropes was really fun. And it was so scary. I'm sure many of you have ziplined. Um, but to go on, it was Banning Mills. And somebody actually from the Instagram audience said they were there at the same time as me. So I wish I would have posted it sooner. But um, I didn't have good reception there. But um I really thought that was really crazy to like step off the the platform into the air. It was like such an act of faith. So many metaphors there. So anyway, it was fun. But let's walk into this story, which was a chosen adventure and an adventure I took too far uh, to see if it resonates with you. And I'll check in with you at the end. But I think it'll be really valuable for you to hear just this adventure story from a different perspective, just like you and your spouse have different perspectives. Okay, let's talk to us. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so glad we have Wes back for a special episode today. Welcome, Wes. Hey, everybody. Yay. We are going to talk inside the book because early reviews are coming in. And what we're really hearing and learning, um, I'll share the floor with you, Wes, <laughs> is that people are really uh, wanting stories and they're really connecting with the stories inside the book most. And that is the most raw and vulnerable place that I can possibly mm. go. So I'm glad that that hardest part to hit is what's connecting along with the tools, the practical, tangible tools. Um, so I thought I'd have Wes on to talk a little bit about since he's often the counterpart to a lot of these stories to see um, what you thought about some of them. I would love that. I would love to share some my perspective on the stories. <laughs> yeah. The truth. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> because we all have our own truths. Let's go there. So, <laughs> so let's look at our story of if you got to read the book, if you haven't yet, there's some spoilers here, warning, but Wes is going to be sharing about a mountain hike we did and his take is different from the one you read about. So let's have you share a little bit about our beehive story, Wes. I would love that. Ooh, the beehive. So, um, yes, I remember we went to Acadia National Park in Maine mm -hmm. and I was so stoked because it's gorgeous there. It was July um, and we love hiking. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, we loved Bar Harbor, hanging out in that little town, getting ice cream at a different place every night and all of that and exploring all the parks. So I remember it was the last day of hiking and we were going to try to just kind of finish off with a nice, easy hike along the beach. There's like this beach hike. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we had planned it out, mapped it out. 
And um, we were looking at the different hikes, um, you know, in the map in, in the previous days. And we were, we were noticing there was this one called the Beehive, which was like the most intense and the toughest one. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, wouldn't that be amazing? You know, but not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, so- wait, I'm going to interrupt just to say, because I didn't get to share this in the book, that I did argue with you about the feeling that they were definitely ready. We yeah, had you, done the Grand Canyon. I, the year I was like, definitely not. You were like, let's, let's do it. The Grand Canyon that we did, Angels, we did part yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they're good. No, I checked it out. I saw a lot of kids did it. Like I wasn't like coming out of left field. And I guess we didn't know that the trailhead for Beehive is on the walk on the way to the trailhead for the beach trail. That was just too much temptation to so, put in my path. I'm sorry. So we're walking along, you know, and literally we're walking and there's this 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 opening and Chris is like, that, that's the Beehive. But we trailhead. were walking to the car, remember? Like we were done for the day, I think almost even like we were. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. We were walking to, the, we were still getting ready to do our hike. We, we were, were on the ocean to, path, yeah, like we yeah, said yeah. in the book. Okay. We were going to the beach trail and. Um, so we're on our way there and then you're like, let's just, let's just take a little look inside. Just see what it looks like. I'm like, we, we know what we can't go to it. Let's just go. We got our plan. Let's stick with the plan, you know, type one, let's, let's stick with what's ordered. What, what is right? What is planned? So, so you're like, come on, please just, I just want to look. I just want to see, we're not going to go in it. I just want to, like, like temptation. you know what I mean? Doesn't it? Like- yes. Jeez, I didn't even realize that. Eve here. I did not realize that at the time. <laughs> so, okay, fine. Let, let's go. We'll just take a little peek. Come okay, on. We're going to go, go in there and look. And uh, even though the Lord told me not to do it. So we, we dip in and and we, we walk in through the woods just a little bit and we see some people coming out. And there was a man with his uh, little kids and he's coming back and. Chris is like, did you, are you coming from the Beehive Trail? He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How was it? Oh, it's not too bad. Well, which way? It's just this way, just over here, you know? What we didn't know is there's two ways. You can go up the Beehive the easy way, which is a gentle slope, Mm -hmm. or you can go up the other side, which is this super intense, Mm -hmm. you know, professionals only straight up, you know, double black diamond type of a trail. And, um, so he had just come off of the easy one, of course, you know, with his kids. So he points oh, us this way. That you think he was on that and one. So, okay. so we're like, oh, okay, maybe it's not so bad. You're like, let's just, let's at least just take a look at it. You know, let's yeah. just see. I mean, maybe, you know, if it's too hard, we'll just turn back. I'm like, fine. All right. We had a plan, but let's just go. So we walk through and um, we see there's like a, basically like a fork, you know, and we don't know which one to go. So we just take this, this one to the right. And um, pretty soon we're climbing over some little bit larger rocks. Not too bad, but it's like, okay, yeah, that's probably good. You know, we should probably go back to the beach trail. And you're like, it's just, just a little bit more, <laughs> what it was. you know, that, that what's next type seven. Horrible. So, so we just, we march a little bit further on and it starts getting a little more treacherous. And then we see a sign that says, no journey. It, it says one way, literally. They're like, this is a one-way trail. If you try to go back, like it's too dangerous to go backwards because there's people coming both ways and it's really narrow. So wow. we're like, some more. oh my oh, goodness. Yeah. So then, then, then we have to keep going. And so we just keep, we just keep marching and it's, it's not terrible, but you know, it's getting to be a little scary, yeah, we but we can see ahead like this. So we just keep on going and we're just like, oh Lord. 
So we start climbing up onto these rocks and pretty soon it's like you're on the edge of this like bald mountain with, with nothing but rock and climbing on these really narrow trails along the side of this, this rock that's shaped like a beehive, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, it starts getting scary. You know, I mean, we're, we're getting scared because, you know, we're seeing uh, no way to turn back. The kids, the kids are like looking at us, like, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. And, and then, and then there's spots where, you know, people have to get by, you know, if they're going faster than you or something and you can, there's almost nowhere to go. So we found this little, this little cleft in the rock, (laughs) literally like a Bible. It was just like, yeah, the him, the him, you know? Yeah. Um, and so we're sitting there and we just step aside and we're just like, let's just stop right here. We just need to think and just calculate, you know, get, you know, start reasoning through this in my mind. I'm thinking like, I got to figure something out for us, you know, and you as a type seven are getting nervous. I could just see it in you, but you're not wanting to deal with that, you know, or admit it. Right. I'm not going to say it. That's for sure. No, no. Cause, cause you'll, you'll just get really scared then. <laughs> so, so I just said, you know what guys, let's just, let's pray together right now. Oh my gosh. Remember that? Just like, yeah. And like we did. You said that it was good, but it was like, <laughs> it's I hard just, for me to do. I it. was praying for me because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm leading this team yeah. now at this point. Yeah, he's like, oh, this is what yeah. we did wrong. I did wrong. And I'm like, we're not safe. I don't want to stop and pray. <laughs> like, yeah. But of course that's both of our but instincts. We, couldn't go so back. we needed some of both. So then I said, do you remember what I said to you about like scouting? Yeah. Well, we went just a little bit further and there's like this little grate that we had to walk over where there's nothing under you. It's, it was so scary. And then we, we, uh, came to these like rods stuck in the rock, like rungs that had been pounded in probably a hundred years ago. And they were a little bit wet they were all smooth and shiny from being worn down and we're we're literally climbing on, that these, I'm not on the side of this rock afterwards yeah with these kids now we had just seen spider-man the night before oh, yeah. <laughs> so jack coming, yeah. jack was in it he was just in heaven i mean he felt like spider-man he was coming we're like where is jack he's like up ahead <laughs> he was having too you much know? fun hannah has this weird look scared look in her eyes and we see somebody another family that's, you know, made the same kind of mistake and their kids crying and you can just hear it. And Melody starts welling up with tears. And so Krista's like, you know what, Wes, why don't you try to go ahead and scout and just see how much farther it is. And so, so I had to do that, you know, I had to buck up and, Mm -hmm. and, and scramble ahead. And, um, and I saw it wasn't too much farther. So at least I knew there was an end in sight, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so I came back and, and, and I just started encouraging um, Krista and the kids and they had been doing these Bible memory verses that were about courage, you know, and there, and so I just started saying, do you remember that verse? And we just started saying it together, you know, um, fear not the Lord is with you and so on and, and uh, be of good courage. And so we just kept going and pushing and pulling each other along, literally pulling together as a family until we made it to the very top of beehive, just completely exhausted, legs trembling, you know, out of breath, pouring sweat and, and just just exhausted, not just from the exertion of the physical exertion, but the emotional exertion, you know, yeah. and, and we get to the top and it's just the most incredible view. You can see the water, you can see the Atlantic Ocean and um, all the beautiful Acadia National Park all around us. And you know, we're all just a wreck. I mean, no, no, I don't think any of us had a dry eye up there um, because of what we did together, 
you know, mm. how we pulled together. It was a really not something that we would have planned to do. Obviously, we didn't plan to do that. Yeah. It was dangerous. Mm-hmm. But it was it's now one of our greatest memories as a family, mm-hmm. you know, you, to me. Yeah. It's, oh, me too. It's one of In the most special yeah. things that we've ever been through. Yeah. It was this surprise, you know, perilous adventure because of my type seven saying what's next, <laughs> wanting to see what's around the corner. Yeah. And um, and then I had to, 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 you know, keep things level headed and logical as a type one. And, and reason us through this and 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 we did it together yeah and and we literally pulled together as a family pulled each other up that mountain mm-hmm. and then we had this wonderful mountaintop experience it was just fantastic I'll never forget it oh I'm so glad and I have such a mom's heart paired with my unhealthy and healthy seven within the story so it's meant a lot for me that Wes has mainly looked at it as such an epic adventure. It's been really neat, actually, because oh. uh, I carry all that mom guilt of like, yeah. how are you a mom doing this <laughs> to your freaking child? But what's amazing is that Melody, um, and she was really instrumental in our launch team because she's a really, um, she's a very active Gen Z Instagram user. So she in, in knew how to you know move around in this way with Instagram, TikTok, everything in a way that helped my, you know, she was with me from the beginning of my first Instagram account, which was before the podcast helping me because you know how it is with kids. So she was on the launch team and she shared in two meetings and the first meeting she shared the hard part. And she's like, I felt like I was maybe going to die. I felt like, why would my parents bring me on this trek? Um, and then she shared in the second one, you know, um, which we had done our healing work mm. in between before she shared in the, uh, you know, that group. Mm. But I was like, be honest. I want you to share yeah. that this is a real story. Yeah. Um, and then, um, she's like the second time last night when she shared in the launch team party, it was so redeeming and you don't even know the story, uh-huh. but she goes, I look back on that memory with positivity because my mom and dad believed in me. Yes. I'm not going to get emotional, but she was like, they believed I could do something really mm. hard and I did it. And I'm so proud of myself. Yeah. And I was really happy to hear I'm proud that. of her. I never knew that through yes. this whole process. I nope. just was like, this was a sucky parent moment. Um, which it was um, hands down, but it was also redemptive for her, which is really kind of that both and which was such a blessing to hear because now when her and I hike, uh, I still have that. It's not like once you do your Enneagram work, once you're done, I have that every time Yes, and I'm fired up. I'm like, I work so hard for you kids. When I go on a vacation with you, I check the trails. I make sure I think you can do it. Even I felt that way about this, but, but you didn't and she didn't. And that's more important. Um, And I'm doing my work to learn that it has to be what that person feels not what you feel about that person. But anyway, now I I still have to breathe through that, but I do it and I talk with her about it. So I say like, do you feel comfortable on this? And um, do you feel that you're ready for an adventure or is this too big of an adventure? um, The last time we went, um, I guess it was to this past year, we went to Utah and I said, okay, we could cross over these rocks. Remember we were going to the big waterfall. And I said, do you want me to sit with you here? And then we'll let everybody else go. And I was like, okay, you know, this is my child. This is okay. We've had a good time. And she goes, no, I want to do it. And I just felt like there has been healing from the story, but I, yeah, well, yeah. Cause, cause honestly, like now that we've been through that as individuals and as a family, like we are better prepared emotionally for a lot of other surprise, treacherous, perilous adventures that are ahead of us. I mean, there's things that might not be because of our choice, but it just happens. I mean, that's life. 
Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you, you just you just have a surprise thing. Okay, now we got to deal with this. Yeah. And because we dealt with that, mm-hmm. we're going to be better prepared to deal with with what's co- coming in our futures. And yeah. you know, I I look at marriage like that. I mean, honestly, marriage is a long, hard, perilous adventure at times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ups. There's a lot of downs. Like in parenthood, you know. Yes, <laughs> like, that's- you know what I mean? Like there's, there's obstacles mm-hmm. just like these big rocks and these, these hard, mm-hmm. you know, rungs to climb. I mean, there's, there's going to be obstacles in marriage. And, and so you have to be able to literally pull together, pull each other along and push each other along, mm-hmm. each using your different gifts um, so that you make it to the top, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to be able to go down. If you think about the Abraham Maslow, um, chart, you have to be able to go down to those practical stages if you ever want to reach the top Yeah. because you can't, there's not much oxygen at the top. So you can't stay up there all the time. You have to do the practical ground yeah. work of like, how do we uh, do our best communication, intimacy, finance, whatever it is. Right. These are the big three I just named, but yeah. you have to be willing to put the work in if you want the mountaintop experiences. And especially yeah. if you want them more than once, like I had yeah. to learn if I want that more than once, I have to be yeah. uh, willing to surrender what I want here and go with, um, my family too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like when we stopped in that cleft in the rock and just, you know, just recentered, you know, yeah, and said, okay, mm-hmm. what, what is absolutely essential right now? Are we dehydrated? Does everyone have, is it, get everyone get something to drink? You know, mm-hmm. let's get our thoughts together here. Let's through this. We, we prayed, let's, uh, you know, buck up emotionally and mentally and, and let's do this because we got to, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. So that's kind of like what you're saying, but yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. And thank you for coming on with us. Thank you, Krista. I am so glad we got to really let Wes fill in for us uh, just some of the places and spaces that he felt like the uh, the vice of overdoing and gluttony for me showed up. And I'll be sharing about some of his stuff that didn't make it into the book. Also, I mentioned that a few times here where I'm like, I wanted Wes's stuff to be shared, but I'm absolutely going to be sharing some of that here too. So stick around for this series where we really do a backstory uh, so that you can get a bigger, fuller, richer picture of our story arc. And so you don't just feel like it's this two-dimensional reading that you're doing, but more of a fuller arc, a fuller spherical sort of all your Enneagram work versus that flat just circle. You're like, oh, I see how the conflict triad goes. I see how the instincts go. I see how the type goes. And so that you guys can really do your own work on a fuller, richer, deeper level too, when you're investigating like, how did we go wrong and what could we do well. So, okay. I can't wait to talk to you on Wednesday. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for joining me today. And on the pages, I am so grateful. Oh, and don't forget to leave your reviews if you haven't. It has been such a joy. Here we are at the number one new release space again. And I am so grateful. Don't forget to leave your reviews so others can find it too. Okay. Bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as enneagramandmarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.